Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Children of Cha'ak. It was written by Phil Anderson and is available from Chaosium's Miskatonic Repository. Our game master is David Gassaway, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David? Good evening. Thanks, Tom. Uh, it is uh, late February, 1925, in Yucatan. The five of you have been assembled by a, a fellow in the regional government in Merida, one Hernando Torres, who works with Alejandro Belmonte, um, to do a uh, personal inspection of the archaeological dig at Chichen Itza uh, after growing tired of the looting at the ancient site, the government uh, organized with the Miskatonic University uh, a proper archeological dig, and they started their work uh, late last year. And so you have been assembled to document the work so far and return to Merida in a few days to make a report of what's going on. Uh, the four of you who are coming from the big city uh, meet up with Martin Navarro, who is a local fellow, lives in, in the town of Piste, not far south of Chichen Itza. And you're all going to ride to the site in uh, Martin's truck. Uh, it is, you know, very rural and the road is rutted and primitive. Um, so going slowly so as not to rattly wall to bits, you drive from Piste to Chichen Itza, um, where you're to meet the head of the uh, uh, dig, one Alexander Beaumont of Miskatonic University, at a hacienda south of the site proper, uh, where the, uh, the dig is organized. Um, even in late February, it's hot and sultry. Um, the growth around the rutted track is lush and green. Uh, it's and jungle, isn't it, mostly? It's jungle. Um, and when you arrive at the Hacienda, instead of being greeted by Beaumont and his crew, you find that the door to the Hacienda is not only ajar, but it's uh, one hinge of it is broken and it's leaning inward at a strange angle. Oh my. What fresh, what fresh hell is this? Uh, pull over, park the car, the, the truck and uh... oh, Senor Belmont, are you here? There is no answer from within. What a striking scene. Hmm. Belmont. Let's have a look around. Senor Navarro, is there, uh, with pencil and notepad in hand, Senor Navarro, is, is there a history of warlords in this area? Oh, that is a very good question, sir. Um, Ma'am. Ma'am. Uh, Nothing of the kind, Martin. Uh, um, you know, it's a, a scattered oh. rural community, small farming villages with jungle in between them. Um, violence is uh, certainly an anomaly. 
Mm. Okay. Oh yes, there's so much the the fighting. Sometimes is terrible, but right now it's it's okay. You're you're gonna be safe for a while. Mm. Unless, of course, Miss Ochoa, you were talking about going back a few hundred years when the empire of the Aztecs and the uh, people of the Yucatan was uh, was quite violent and bloody. Yeah. It's the Maya and Yucatan. Maya, sorry. I am an archaeologist. I just forget sometimes. (laughs) Oh, well. I'm going to walk up to the door and uh, look inside the hacienda. Um, You know, there has clearly been a conflict. Um, Mm -hmm. There are papers scattered on the floor. Uh, You can also, one of the windows is broken from the outside, so there's glass in the living room. Um, There, uh, uh, Martine, um, why don't you see if you can do any tracking? Oh, sure. Uh, Senor Belmont, are there any... um... Quarenta... Out of out here. Uh, standard success. No, I mean, you know, there could have been some of the uh, capitalists that fled when they were overthrown that they could have hid out here, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't put anything past them. One of our main reasons for coming out here was looters. Could they have something to the professor? I would not put them past, I would not put it past them. Mm-hmm. Gloria, I'm just looking at um, some of these scenes here, and it reminds me of a story that we were working on together down in Chiapas. I wonder if it's uh, something related. Mm. Oh, Mr. Mr. Britton, uh, look here. I think I see something. There oh. are uh, what do you see? a substantial number of uh, footprints in the uh, uh, clay outside of the hacienda. Um, it looks like, you know, the scuffle continued outside, um, as, uh, you know, there are footprints trampling over each other and some of the footprints are bare. Um, as in, uh, as in naked, not, not the animal bear. Right. As yes. Unshod. Okay. (laughs) Not belonging to a grizzly. Allow me just a moment here before we go into the house. I just want to document this before things get moved around or rain comes. Okay, I think I've got what I need on the exterior. You take your pictures. I'll uh, I'll look around the house. Uh, Except for the window that was broken from the outside, which is also in the front of the hacienda, there doesn't appear to be much going on. The jungle presses up against the rear pretty close. Yeah. Um, but uh, is there a sign of struggle? No, just just in the front. And you said As, there was papers. Assuming, oh, sorry. I was going to say, assuming that there could be, we're all still outside, right? Yeah, you poked your uh, head in only. Assuming that there could be something scandalous possibly inside, I start pushing Harry quickly. Let's go inside and see if there's anything to photograph. Yes, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just uh, if I could get some pictures from the inside uh, before it gets too... Uh, disturbed. I want yes, to yes, go quickly. As go. Yeah. All right. I'm going to um, try to get some pictures and I'm putting on a flash bulb on the top because it's probably kind of dark in there. It's certainly, you know, it's uh, there's only natural light coming in the windows. Um, so, uh, you know, there uh, there's a general sense of disorder. 
Um, you can tell that the hacienda was set up. Um, the ground floor is sort of all working space for the dig. Uh, whereas, you know, they, the upstairs is presumably where they're all sleeping. Um, it's quiet as a church mouse inside, you know, there's just the noise of, uh, you know, birds and things in, in the jungle without. Um, why don't you uh, spot hidden while you're right. photographing this? Me as well for inside the house? Sure. That's a normal success. Okay. Standard success, yes. All right. Uh, so it strikes you that, you know, while things were um, knocked about, a lot of the, like, there's a couple of trestle tables that have been set up with artifacts on them, like pot sherds and some bones and things, most of which seems orderly. You know, if there's a note card on a, or a piece of paper underneath an object, it's, it's mostly there. Um, you do find a uh, crate that has been smashed. Um, so different than most of the things which are undisturbed. Um, and there's... Uh, you also find uh, a, a, a small leather journal that has the name Beaumont in ink on the spine. Okay, I'm gonna get pictures of the journal in the box if there's if I can see any contents in it. Um, but before I go touching anything, I'd like to let the rest of the party know yeah. what I see in here before I before anything gets moved. I don't want to oh. um, mess with getting the real story. Okay. Did he just went somewhere with people? Well, um, I mean, possibly, but the crate's broken. Smash and the door open. too. Well, it is possible that um, that they went somewhere peacefully uh, out for a walk, uh, out to get a meal, and someone might have known or gotten an idea that there was something valuable in here and broke in while they were away. Why don't you look around? I'm just going to see if I can follow the footprints at least to the edge of the jungle and see which mm -hmm. way they went. I won't go anywhere. Oh, cool. good. I'll come with you, Mr. Hildebrandt. Okay. Um, what's the journal? Uh, what language is it written in? It's in English. Okay. I don't have high enough English skill to read that, so I'll go look over at the crate. <laughs> um, I'll leaf through the journal. All right. Uh, one moment. And Gloria's taking notes, and she's already categorizing this as the abduction of, of Senior Beaumont. Okay, and Gloria, if there's anything that you want me to specifically focus on, uh, wide angle, um, middle shots, um, long distance, let, let me know. See, see, yes. What does the book say? I cannot read English. Ah, yes. <laughs> From the Journal of A. Beaumont. February 8th, the Cenote Sagrado site has finally been equipped for diving. As I expected, it contains the remains of sacrifices as well as ritual objects. February 17th, the tremors are increasing, increasingly frequent and troubling. Jim has begun charting them, 
He's even rigged a simple seismograph. February 20th. A small contingent of locals paid us a rude visit. An older fellow feels that our work is provoking the god Chaak. He was not impressed with our credentials. I don't blame him for being alarmed by the quakes, though. So, of course, there are other entries in the journal, but those are the signal ones that are recent. February 20th, the last date was uh, three days ago. Mm -hmm. what, what year is this? I, I missed that. 1925. Would, would me being a local also know of uh, the legend of Chalk? Absolutely. Uh, oh. And, and uh, I mean, you guys are actually exploring outside, so you'll have to come in about that later. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I go look at the crate. Yeah, uh, it's it was it looks like it was smashed intentionally uh, and it's got a small handwritten tag pasted to the inside uh, that reads uh, Jade question mark statue two figures 18 inches by eight inches by six inches origin unknown. Hmm. But the object is is missing. Yeah, there is nothing within, um, and it looks like it was you know smashed with you know a machete, like chopped into and broken apart right. intentionally. Right. Um, there also, as you're looking around uh, and you know picking up pieces of paper here and there, you know there's field notes, there's bric-a-brac. Um, you also uh, notice that. Uh, in addition to the sort of boot prints, there are also bare footprints. And there is both red clay and some what looks like blood in the footprints. Mm. Who in the house is uh, local? Uh, you mean who among the crew that would be here? Yeah. Um, did the other folks go far away? I, I want to ask if anyone in the party knows anything about Chalk. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, Martin and Carlos are just around the perimeter of the house and looking at the road. Um, from in front of the hacienda, um, you can see the a fairly straight track that heads north opposite the direction you came that's been raised um, and cleared. Uh, and you can see uh, the principal... Um, Pyramid partially uncovered and it's largely overgrown still, but you can see the uh, the pyramid of Kukulkan in the you know north of you at the main Chichen Itza site in the distance. Huh. Any so. tracks um, fade out of usefulness <clears throat> when you reach that raised track. Right, right. Um, presumably, parties went to the north, but then again, people from here have been going to the north all the time Thousands of years. and there's um, foot traffic as well as vehicular so my guess is that they went this way you think so uh, Navarro I believe so that's what I, I think uh can I I can you can sorry. ride that previous tracking roll for that that's fine. yeah I think so it looks yeah. it looks the like most recent good. marks look like they're heading in that direction yeah this is pretty and, recent within a that day. there that's Kukulkan the uh see See, needs a pyramid. Well, let's go back inside, see what everybody else is, if they found anything. So we come wandering back inside. And that gives Harry an opportunity to mention, wave the journal and mention chalk. 
As they're walking back towards the house. Oh, stay right there. That's a perfect shot. You said you said Chaak, God of uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was reading this journal when they're um, talking about uh, Chaak. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Chaak. It's the god of uh, lightning and thunder and storms. Mm. Oh, well, that would make sense. They're writing about qu- quakes and tremors here too. Um, mm. I don't know if he covers. It's basically a weather deity and also uh, farming. There, you know, as uh, Carlos will know that the Mayan pantheon is often a god could have multiple representations right, right. in one person. Um, Quite a fearsome deity. They used to sacrifice to them all the time, you know. Help with the harvest. So that's the front room that, you know, a couple of broken things, uh, a clear scuffle, some shattered glass. And uh, he mentions a cenote, which uh, is a great big hole in the ground to the aquifer. Um, It's interesting, I think, that most of the Yucatan has very, it has a great deal of rainfall, but very little in the form of rivers. It's all the water is underground a few hundred feet. Interesting. Good catch. This is where it opens into the under. Underworld, I believe the ancients used to believe that was a portal to the underworld. Fascinating. Yes, I mean, hopefully we were going to get to take a look at one of them. It looks like they says a ladder or a a way down. That's remarkable. Oh, Mm. interesting. Maybe maybe take a look while we're waiting for uh, the owner of the place to come back. Oh, there I could don't... also be a treasure trove down there. Really? Gold and jade, the mines would have thrown those things in there too. There could be piles and piles out of the thousand years of accumulated treasure. Mm. Well, you mentioned jade. I found this tag here in this crate. <clears throat> and I think what used to be in it was uh, made of jade and it looks like someone stole it. Hmm. Something hmm. possibly recovered. Yes. Disturbs me. I hope they weren't planning to ship it out of the country. That's a Mexican treasure. I'm sure they're going to put it into a museum, but what's this with the locals? Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, Martin, um, are you Catholic? Oh, see. But do you still believe in some of the old things? Well, it goes way back. It's 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 not wise to you know uh, uh, disregard the the beliefs of the of the ancestors. Do you know where the cenote is? You do would. You oh, would. see, I can maybe take you there. There, there are several cenotes in the in the larger complex. The uh, one that's called sacred is on the other side of the pyramids from the hacienda. Oh, see, I can take you there. I, I can show you. Laura, you've been losing around the house longer and don't have a camera in, impeding you. So you've stepped from the living room into the kitchen area, uh, which is also largely turned over to 
um, archaeological work. There's another in a smaller table in here with things on it. Um, and uh, conveniently uh, on the kitchen wall is a map of the complex, ah. which is just pinned there and easy to remove. All right. We produce <clears throat> that. Yes, I pull it down and bring it in to show it to everyone. Come, look at this. Ah, what'd you find there? Ah, see, here we are. So you see the hacienda is uh, near the center at the bottom of this map. Okay. Yes. Uh, the raised track that goes to the north is the white and black line. Uh, and you can see Kukulkan roughly in the center. And in fact, Sagrado is, um, is marked on this map. Yeah, right at, the, right at the top. At the far north end, yes. Yeah. Right. And again, there's another one. Stolak is closer. And, you know, there are a number of other structures, not just the main pyramid. Well, if I might hazard a guess, I could think that the locals, based on what the journal says, the locals didn't like him taking stuff out of the cenote. And perhaps they just made him take it and throw it back in. Could be. Could you um, remind me again, Mr. Hildebrand, what was the um, uh, religious significance of the cenotes again? Um, they believed they were holes into the into the underworld. The so, gods, the gods of the Mayas, lived in the underworld. So, would um, if a family member passed away, um, would someone perhaps throw something of value to that family member in there? I don't, I don't know if it's exactly the same as that idea. I think it was more that they would toss human sacrifices in there to appease the gods. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know exactly what they believed about the afterlife, if there was such a thing. You probably have uh, passing knowledge of the, the Popol Vuh, which describes, you know, it's a, it was uh, uh, Mayan beliefs uh, copied out by early um, Spanish missionaries that describe uh, the adventures of two brave heroes in the underworld. Mm. Um, who, who go to Shababa, the land of the dead, um, and have adventures like in other ancient epics. Um, and cenotes, as, as uh, Professor Hildebrandt noted, they're a, you know a, the primary source of fresh water in pre-modern times for the Maya, um, but uh, also you know, ritual sites. Um, Gloria, uh, there are some glass crunches under your feet when you take the map down. And underneath the kitchen table, there is a uh, picture frame that has also been smashed. It's yay long or so. Um, and uh, it had the cardboard has a stamp from the uh, uh, museum in, in Mexico City. But there, that's all that's left is the cardboard. So at least two items appear to have been actively stolen. Mm. This conflict. I'll bring the frame out so Harry can photograph it, and then we can flip it over, photograph it, just to you know capture that evidence of the uh, of the stamp 
and uh, and our hypothesis of of another missing piece. A photograph. I can't think of any reason why anyone would want a photograph. Hmm. The kitchen is also chock full of uh, equipment, so you know shovels and sacks and lamps and surveying tools and whatnot were all stacked against a wall in there. This map looks really accurate too. Oh, good. And you said there was a second floor also. Mm-hmm. So, going to uh, go ascend the steps to kind of glance up there. Upstairs, there are uh, six uh, bedrooms, mm-hmm. um, and there there's no sign of uh, activity. Okay. So you have people's bedrolls, people's bags, you know, some clothing that's in in bureaus. Clearly, the the crew. It's a pretty small group, five or six people. Uh, were you know sleeping upstairs and using the downstairs as a headquarters. Okay, but uh, nothing. Nothing, nothing looks right. disturbed or catches your eye. All right. Unless you're a petty thief. I am in not. In which case, you could rifle through their luggage. I would all go back to the people where it belongs. So I'll come down, back down. No one upstairs. Oh, that's good. You didn't find a body. Was it also ransacked upstairs? It was not. It looked untouched. I think they just wanted whatever the, the professor had removed from the cenote. That's just a guess, of course. It could be something completely different. I think that's a reasonable assumption to work off of. Which means they're probably marching him to the cenote. We should go in that direction and we might actually even run into them. There's plenty of daytime left, I think. So Are any of us like... armed? I don't think we'll need it, but doesn't hurt to be. I have my trusty pocket knife. Did we bring anything if we needed to descend into this cenote? We don't even know how deep it is. It could be about 200 feet deep. Oh, Does some of the equipment in the kitchen include rope or pitons or anything like that? Or is it just like digging gear? Uh, No, they're they're bundles of rope. I don't... uh, it doesn't look like there's particularly climbing material. Um, there are machetes, there are canvas sacks, there are empty, uh, you know, slats to make crates from. Uh, we again, we don't need to worry about that until we find out whether we need it, right? We can always walk back here. It's just a quarter of a mile. I mean, yeah, looking at the map, it is... <clears throat> Could be a bit of a of a of a hike. Is there like a um, uh, any kind of? Well, I'll I'll ask um, Alejandra uh, if there was any backpacks upstairs. Anything you know that could be used to carry equipment. Uh, I just saw bed rolls and up up there. Yeah, I have a little bit of space in my pack. I could carry extra thing or two but there's a there's a raised road leading there so it's not we're gonna have to hack through the jungle though i'll take i'll take this big knife here because it's nice yeah yeah machete uh is always helpful in the if we have to head into the the bush but uh 
It shouldn't be that hard. It's as flat as a pancake here. And with the tracks that we saw, um, would it would it be far-fetched to think that they were heading generally in the direction of the cenote? I think they went straight to the uh, the path and were heading straight in that direction. Yeah, the the tracks I saw that that are looked to be under a day old, something like that, they went in that direction. You can hmm. see the Kukulkan pyramid over the tree line. It's quite spectacular. Yeah. Let's try the road. Of course. Uh, yeah, so um, it's hot. You can drive toward the complex or you can walk. It's not terribly far. It is, as noted, it's almost perfectly flat, particularly on the causeway. Well, um, we might miss clues, though, if we drive. Why don't we just walk? Yeah, it's not far. We can walk. Yeah, you're right. We can see more. Hmm. All right. So you head north on the track. Um, do you, uh, the um, causeway uh, seems undisturbed. Uh, you know, it was it was in use, and it and it appears to you know show signs of use, but nothing new. Um, nor do you see any further indications of violence uh, until you reach the center of the complex itself. Mm -hmm. uh, the process of removing the vegetation from the temples and pyramids is a painstaking one. You don't want to tear the trees out and dislodge the ancient stone. So only really the north face of uh, Kuko Khan has been cleared uh, and there are partly covered other buildings around in the complex. Uh, do you, uh, do you, are you going to head straight up toward the cenote or are you going to climb the pyramid? Or, I mean, I'm sure Henry Harris is going to take some photos, but he's quick. I, I think we are probably completely overwhelmed by the size and yeah. beauty it of is, the whole thing. It is quite majestic and impressive uh, here in this very flat land that these giant structures were created and then forgotten, essentially. Perhaps we can get a view from above and look down and see if we see anything, a fire. We should be able to see a fire, uh, the smoke from a fire rising if there's one anywhere. Oh, that would be amazing. I can get such beautiful shots. Now, this, these pyramids are difficult, I believe, because you have to stand sideways to go up. The uh, steps are not very wide. But they're, no, they're definitely, yeah, it's, it's a steep climb. It takes a little doing. And if you fall, you're going to fall all the way back down, hitting every step on the way. So be careful. Oh, yes. All right, well, I don't want to go last then. <laughs> I'll go first. I'll um, follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given that you're aware and cautious, we won't bother with something silly like climb rolls. We'll just say that uh, you're all going to pull out your canteens and drink some cool water when you get to the top because it's a it's a job. I probably narrowly. Gloria's not going to make the ascent. Uh, Gloria's <laughs> going to uh, stay at the bottom and and look around and uh, see if there's any uh, evidence of traffic, foot traffic heading further north to uh, to the cenote. Gloria, I'm going to get some landscape shots from up there. That would be great on the front page. 
Mm, excellent, excellent. Well, I will stay down here then and protect the woman. Okay. I will probably narrate dramatically as I climb about the sacrifices on the tops of the pyramids looking down at the civilization around them. When the body of you are about three quarters of the way to the flat uh, temple area at the top, um, will the will uh, I guess uh, make um, spot hidden rolls? Twenty one. Let's say oh, negative. Let's say hard. All right, so Carlos pauses to take a breath and admire the landscape. And he notices uh, to the farther north, um, a great flock of birds rises all, of, all at once from the canopy. Oh, Harry, uh, you see that? Uh, over there, the birds suddenly rising up. Oh, they're far enough away that you can't hear them, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great movement. And then you hear a small rumble and the pyramid begins to shake as does the ground at its base. Hold on oh, to anything yeah. you can. <laughs> Have you ever experienced anything like this before? Not, not no, no. The um, Yucatan is not particularly uh, volcanic. No volcano. Example. Um, so it's odd and it's a it's a pretty good rumble it's just sort of like one wave passes uh and hmm. everything shakes once and you all grab the pyramid for dear life oh. uh and uh and it fades into the distance you saw the birds now either they were disturbed by the earthquake I, i'm going to look back down at the people back on the ground and yell down did you feel that but of course. Yes. Hmm. Um, um, so maybe the birds were disturbed by the rumble before we were, but I was going to say it looks like people might be over there because they disturbed the birds. Uh, when when you reach the top and settle heavily down onto the flat area, uh, you can't see around very much to the south because it, there's still so much uh, growth on the pyramid behind you. But you can uh, see uh, more, you know, as you can see down the cleared causeway. Uh, you cannot really make out the Cenote Sagrado, but you right. can see uh, where there is a lack of jungle. If we know so it's there. It's yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, you can see uh, uh, another clearing farther away, uh, you know, I mean, a, a good like mile and a half away um, where there where the jungle gives way to some farmland uh, off to the northwest. And as uh, Dr. Hildebrandt anticipated, you can see a thin line of dark smoke rising up from near the causeway between you and the cenote. Hmm. Looks that's like where they are. Huh. If I took out one of my magnifying lens, uh, lenses mm -hmm. for my camera, would I get a little bit better of a view towards that 
column of smoke? Uh, yeah, I mean, you you can you can try to focus in. It's um, the you know the the clearing is only big enough for a vehicle. Like the the causeway is only like that wide. So with jungle between you and whatever the source of the smoke is, you can't see anything very clearly, but you do get a glint as if a reflection from metal or glass uh, at the base of it. You don't see the light of a fire, but it might be hard in this at this time of day to even see fire. Hmm. Does it seem like uh, that glint was something that was moved or it just caught the sun just right and it was stationary? Uh, it doesn't, there doesn't appear to be any motion. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think we've seen enough. We know, we know they're in that direction. That's the way we should go. Exactly. Good idea. I need to ask Navarro if he thinks that they would actually harm the professor. I hope not. Well, there was blood in the, uh, in the hacienda. Uh, probably from a struggle, but... Sorry, we have no time to lose. We can't can't lose a uh, an American visiting us. It'll look so bad on us. Going down is even more dangerous. So make sure of your footing with each step. Oh yeah. Cuidado. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put my camera stuff safely away in my pack just in case I slip. Right. So more or less on with your hands behind you, slight going down on your butt one step at a time, you, uh, you safely rejoin the others. Um, Gloria, uh, except for signs of, you know, like maintaining the clariness of this sort of plaza area, there isn't any sign of recent activity um, or struggle, uh, which doesn't mean they didn't a party didn't pass through here. It's just that they didn't leave any obvious marks. When they inform mm. us of the column of smoke, <clears throat> is the column of smoke in the same direction as the cenote? Will we be taking the same path to get to it? It is between you and the cenote, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Perfect. Mm. So you, uh, again, refresh yourselves and then uh, head uh, north on the cleared causeway. Uh, it's about uh, 300 yards or so to the Cenote, so it won't take you very long. You were going to say, Carlos? I, I asked uh, Martin, you don't think that they would harm the professor, do you? Just make him throw it back? I, I don't think they would I don't, I don't think they would go to killing anyone. In fact, Martin, you don't have any reason to, I mean, it's, it's not as though you, there's been any violence of that kind that you can think of. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. It's, it's maybe some, you know, a little fisticuff, but nothing, nothing that violent. They might chase him away, but they don't want, yeah. they, they just want to appease the gods. Um, See, I still think we should be ready for a confrontation if we have to. If they've harmed the professor, we need to bring them to justice. In, uh, in so after you've walked, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, uh, you can start to see the smoke from ground level 
in gaps in the in the canopy. Uh, and as you get closer, what is obvious is that it's uh, a truck headed toward your direction uh, has crashed and is on its side at the in the in the at the, <coughs> at the berm of the jungle. Oh, oh the, my! The wheels are the wheels are up, and the engine block is smoking. Oh, I, I start running over there. I have to help someone get out of that truck. Yes, is there anybody inside? Can you see through the windows? Once is anyone there? Yeah, when we get within fairly close, you know, within you know, uh, ten yards of it, I'll, I'll hold Harry back and and start pointing like photograph there, there, there. Get these pictures. You got it. So windshield is is cracked. Probably what Harry saw from the pyramid uh, when Martin arrives uh, and peers into the driver's door. Uh, it's pretty ghastly. Ah. Um, there are there are two figures in the cab of the truck. Um, they. Uh, are bloodied and they are slumped over, but their hands are around each other's throats and their faces are just, it's a rictus of rage and hatred. They're bulging eyes and one of their tongues is swollen and is lolling up between his open teeth. Uh, the other one, uh, some of his teeth are cracked. Um, they look like uh, young local men. No, nobody you know personally, Martin. Um, God. And Nothing you know there are flies on them. They are oh. they're they're gone. God. Oh my God. Um, I would like uh, those of you viewing the corpses to roll for sanity. Oh. Oh, oh 006. Yes. I mean, we probably all should because eventually Harry and I will move up and you're gonna, uh, yeah, have him you're take gonna pictures. Get in there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Miss, you might not want to look. Uh, it's quite horrific. Uh, I. This is my job. I need to to document this, oh, yeah. and so she gets in there to start writing, and you know, verbally, you know, trying to capture descriptive language for what she's seeing. Successful sanity roll. Okay. Uh, it's uh, one if you succeed, one d three if you fail, please. Um, they've never <clears throat> seen even those of you who've seen violence or corpses. You haven't really seen expressions like these. It, it mm -hmm. looks like you know. It just evokes a, like a savagery that feels unnatural and disturbing. Some kind mm -hmm. of strange jungle fever never seen uh, anything like this before senor hildebrandt uh, is, does does the vehicle look can we tell what flipped it to just go up on the berm and flip over or does I, it just miraculously flip um it doesn't it, it it doesn't seem it's not as though it um it, it doesn't appear that there was another action involved it doesn't look like it was run off the road or it hit something it looks like they were struggling in the cab and so failed to 
mined the vehicle and when it went off the causeway it kept going because it's raised got it mm -hmm. uh, it, mm -hmm. uh do you know these people yeah that's what i was gonna ask <laughs> oh they you know they uh like martin they look you know in like indigenous local folk but you don't know them they and they're dressed like peasants you know yeah. they're they're probably the village that you could see from the pyramid that could be from there and that's far enough that martin wouldn't know them personally okay this is uh, this is awful what a crying shame it's something drove them angry look at them they're at each other's throats even as the car crashed the truck crashed it must have been quite a spat this is just unnatural. That something looks really wrong there. Um, um, would you, Martin, roll uh, your tracking skill again? Of course. Oh, nice. I think that's a hard, uh, at least, almost an extreme. It's a hard, but I can make it extreme with just four luck. Uh, I'll accept a hard. Um, there, uh, the, um, there's some uh, further um, uh, broken uh, terror, bro broken jungle away from the truck, uh, uh -huh. and um, and you uh, can see that there's uh, there's something of something bleeding left the truck, it or might have moved through into the jungle and left a trail of blood here and there. Look here, oh, Senor Brighton, look. Look here, maybe another picture. I don't know, but something. I think there were three in the truck. Look, it comes out and goes into the... Uh, How curious. I see it too, now that you're pointing it out. Is there smashed down plants and things? Yeah, in fact, uh, it, uh, uh, cut as well. And it, it seems like those of you who brought machetes will find them useful for following this track. Yeah. For my really good tracking, do I sense if it's more than one person going through? Um, you do not sense that it's a group. But you do. You do get the impression that um, you don't find any footprints. It's more like someone crawled. Oh, somebody oh. injured. Well, yeah. they they crawled, uh, Martin. They can't be far. I mean, this truck it's, is still smoking. So I'll, I'll call out. Yeah. Hello, anyone needs help down there? And I'll start going into the jungle, the foliage. Gloria is right behind Martin in order to try and capture this uh, breaking story and, and take notes. Mm -hmm. I'll follow. Uh, the undergrowth is really dense, uh, you know, as is the canopy above. So it's, you know, much darker just you know just a few feet in than it was on the on the cleared pathway uh and it takes a it, it's not immediate uh to martin's cry but you do hear uh, a voice in return sort of somewhere between a call and a groan uh and you know as soon as your eyes adjust to the dimness inside the jungle canopy you can see uh, a fellow um, leaning against the base of a tree trunk uh, with his back toward you on the on the jungle floor. Um, oh. Oh. Rush over to help. 
Senor. This whole thing. Uh, it's, a, it's an Anglo. Uh, he's dressed for outdoor labor. His uh, face is cut and bruised. And his left leg is bent at a very unnatural angle. And he, uh, he, it looks like he was more or less passed out here. He's probably had some blood loss, maybe some internal stuff. Um, and so it looks like he was passed out at your arrival. He sort of, you know, swoons back into something like consciousness. Mm. And he starts speaking in English. Oh, uh, and I'll, I'll switch to English. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm 30%, so I'm, that's fluent. I'm 80%, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, what uh, happened? He's, he, he's, he, it looks like he's trying to focus his eyes and he can't. Uh, and he waves uh, one of his arms in the air sort of vaguely. And he says, uh, locals, San Felipe came, came, like, uh, broke in. They say, <clears throat> Cha'ak, the wrath of Cha'ak, going to sacrifice us, sacrifice us to make it right with Cha'ak. And then the quake <laughs> and the smell the smell, and I saw, I saw everything. I saw the, the end of everything. And he swoons out of consciousness he's, he's again. delirious. Give him some water. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, we need to get this. We need to get him back to the hacienda. But uh, it's disturbing that he says that they are going to sacrifice them. That's what I was afraid of. It's very unusual. But first things first, this man's going to die if we don't get him to some sort of safety. Some others may die if we don't rescue them in time. But he's here and now. He's, he could be bleeding out. We need to get him back to the hacienda. Could I try a quick first aid just to stabilize him a little bit? Please do. Oh yeah, I didn't. didn't yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> okay, that's going to be a normal pass. Um, so you uh, give him a, a good once over. You know, you you tilt his head up and you know pour a little water into his mouth, and he's you know his body responds with some sputtering and then a couple of swallows. He does appear to be dehydrated, uh, except for the leg his injuries appear pretty superficial. Um, so uh, you can, you know, with some time, you could splint the leg. Um, really, you you know, he, he just needs to not be further injured or excited. Yeah. Uh, and he's sun. not, he's, he's out of the sun. Yeah. I think one of us should go get the car to bring him back. I don't think he can make it very far on foot without risking hurting him more. Oh, like, can't carry yeah. him out of here through the jungle. Mm-mm. No, go back and get the truck or the yeah. car. I, I get the truck, and I can also bring some uh, some tools and things in case th- they are getting violent out there. We might need some uh, uh, 
shovel and a pick and another machete, maybe. That's for sure. I think that we might need you, Navarro, out here with us to tell us what you know. Uh, perhaps Miss mm. Belmont, she's a government official. I can drive, of course. Yes. You take good care of Betsy, my truck. Oh, don't don't you worry. I, I drive government vehicles. I'll be able to drive that. Besides your government, you, you need to be protected too. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone going back with me? Or am I? Oh, right Glor- Gloria will go with you. All right. Now that we've got the ladies away, (laughs) get down to business and kill ourselves some natives. (laughs) That's my people. Well, hopefully they haven't gone completely rogue and decided to start murdering people. If, If they have, it's the first that I've ever heard of such a thing. Could this be something disease or, or, or something in the water or I mean you've never heard of this before? No. Oh, crazy disease or is the man conscious again? Um he uh it, it, he doesn't stay conscious for very long. Uh and um I uh when you can get him to speak, he mostly repeats the end of everything. And, you know, maybe he broke his glasses somewhere along the way, or maybe something else is wrong, but he doesn't seem to focus on anything outside whatever he's experiencing. It's okay, sir. We're going to get you help. Just relax. I'm, uh, before the ladies leave, I'm going to pull out a handkerchief and tie it onto a nearby bush so that they know that this is where the guy is. Oh, good idea. So the truck and then that and then, handkerchief yeah. and then the guy. Yeah, right. Connect the dots. Perfect. Well, that's right. I forgot about the truck. <laughs> well, but it was a ways in and it got yeah. dark. So, yeah, that helps. So, yeah, maybe we press on then. Maybe we can find the others. We need to. We need to find them. Uh, and we need to defend ourselves. I've got a machete. Did we bring, we brought some tools along with us? Like I rope? Think, I think Gloria picked up a coil or two of rope. I know a couple of people picked up a machete. I don't know what else you wanted. Is there anything in that truck, that broken truck there, stuff in the back? Or? Uh, it looks like when they crashed, uh, it was all passengers. Okay. Um, it's a simple work truck. It probably, you know. Do any of us have a gun? None of us have a gun. I'll, I'll say I've got a shovel instead of a machete, just to mix it. Well, hopefully we won't need to deep. bury anyone, but uh, let's let's get to it. So you both, uh, both groups head away from the truck, one north and one south. About mm-hmm. the time that the ladies reach the pyramid, there is another tumbler. Um, it's similar uh, in power and duration. It's not going to break any windows. It might knock things off shelves, um, but it's it hasn't been very long. And again, it's not as though volcanic activity is normal. So it's it's weird. Um, and that's around the time that the fellows uh, come in sight of the Cenote Sagrado. Um, it's uh, 
as as uh, Dr. Hildebrand ex- described, it's roughly circular, large hole in the jungle uh, that um, is roughly round. It's it's surrounded by jungle on all sides except for the clearing where the causeway comes in. Uh, It's a, uh, about 60 yards wide and it's, uh, it, it's, the sides are pretty straight uh, and the water is about a hundred feet down. It's uh, deep green. Um, there is a, an, a very simple stone building in the clearing. Um, there is a, on the southwestern edge, there's a, a wooden um, crane winch system set up with rope and hook and you know gears and things. Um, the, the the building you said is on the surface on our level, or is it down? Yeah, it's on. Bottom? It's on your. It's on the. It's on the Got ground it. level. I'm going to put on a wide angle lens to my camera and take some establishing shots of this whole scene. Um, mm. So, you know, the, the wow. building is off to your right. Um, but that's, yeah, that's about a hundred feet of mostly vertical drop on that uh, rim. Wow. How do we, do we estimate our rope being? Uh... Um, you could, you could, I mean, if the if if the coils are not that long, you can tie them together. You and you know, uh, but, there's, but there's also this system. There's already this crane set system set up uh, that's you know made of new timber. There's not anything to stand on down there either, is it? It's just water. Yeah, it just keeps going. So you yeah. go down and then. Oh, so we don't water. see any like sides, like little nooks and crannies, and maybe caves down near the bottom. Um, well, the well, entire you, the entire thing is caves. Is, in fact, they're all probably connected underground. All yeah, the cenote happens because uh, the peninsula is largely limestone, and oh, so right. it erodes, and eventually it erodes to a point where there's a a, a cave in. Um, mm. uh, the only thing, uh, ladies, um, that you experience, other than you know the heat and anxiety of operating under these circumstances, uh, is that it's it's pretty eerily quiet. I mean, there is insect life and bird life and things, but there aren't. There's a lack of human activity that's a little bit eerie. Right. Yes, where are they? Uh, and you, um, you know, drive back to the fallen truck and let's say you put the uh, injured man under a shade in the back of Martin's truck so that he'll be mm-hmm. you know poised to depart with you when you go um, uh, as uh, the team of fellows uh, is sort of uh, exploring the edge of the cenote there's a Another small clearing um, sort of off behind where the crane operation thing is. And that is where you find some 
bodies. Oh, God. Uh, there has been uh, a, a, a nasty scene back here. Um, everything is still now except, um, and maybe some carrion birds fly away as you edge through this, you know, little clearing of the jungle into this other area uh, and see uh, five bodies. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Three of them are clearly members of the dig. Uh, two of them look like local men. Uh, they're all in rough shape. Uh, again, some of them have terrible rictuses on their face. They're, some have been shot and some have been stabbed and some of them both. Uh, one of the uh, local fellows has uh, a machete at his side where he fell. Uh, another one has a shotgun um, sort of lying under him. Uh, the, uh, the members of the dig team, well, I, you know, I don't know how close you want to get to these. It's a, it, you know, the, the grass in here is, is matted with the blood of the fallen. It's horrific. I'm a bit... Is there any chance they're still alive? I'll, I'll go over and examine one. Um, they're uh, all at air temperature. Um, they've been dead long enough to to no longer give off any heat. And uh, these the are, blood on the ground is sticky. And these are locals, or they're obviously with the professor. Three of them are people who could have come from Miskatonic and, and two of them look like local farm hands. I'm, I'm spooked. I, I'm going to take the shotgun and, and look, are there any rounds left with it or? Uh, it, uh, yeah, the, uh, the chambers themselves are empty. Um, but, uh, the fellow on whom the fellow who's lying on the shotgun has, uh, six shells and a sort of vest, Sanity roll for this? Yes, please. Yeah, I failed. All right. Uh, 1d4 plus one, please. And as you're looking at one of the uh, Anglos, there's, uh, there's, their hands are bloody and there's flesh under his nails. Did um, you say 1d4? It's, it's 1D4 like they became... It's like they fought for their lives with their bare hands. Yeah, it's 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 ugly. They're contorted. Uh oh. A one d four plus one. Yeah. <laughs> Stewie maxed out. <laughs> um, I guess you should uh, roll intelligence. Okay. Oh great! Yeah, twenty three. Yep, nailed it. That's a hard. <laughs> okay. Um, you are, uh, oh, oh, and I just loaded the shotgun. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Everybody stay, everybody else stay calm. Uh, Martin, uh, you are overwhelmed with a sense of paranoia. 
these all, I mean, th- some of these people could be your cousins. You don't recognize anybody, but that doesn't mean that you haven't been to the same events with these people. Uh, you're, you're guessing that there's from San Felipe, the village over there, that's only about 30 or 40 people. Um, and something has gone really, really, something around here is really terrible. And uh, you don't trust the people you're with. Uh, it's, you know, we're going to have to be careful around you. The rest of you notice that he doesn't have the faces of the fallen, but he has a look of change. Yeah, Felipe, be careful. I mean, not Felipe. Martin. Martin. Um, so... Are you, what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you respond to this mess other than losing your marbles in Martine's case? Um, Harry is pretty shaken up. He's going to get some photographs of the scene and Mm. uh, tuck a machete into his belt and uh, sidle up next to Martine and sort of just smooth talk him and just say, hey, you know, this is a horrible scene. But listen, we're going to figure out what happened to these people. We're going to get home safe. We're going to be okay. We got to do this together. Yeah. Do you want, do you have any, um, you don't have psychiatry. Do you have any psychology, Harry? Or you could try social skill like persuade. I wouldn't try intimidate. Um, What about them? Uh, let's see. Do uh, charm. You can try charm if that's what you've got instead of persuade. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, a hard pass. A hard is good. Okay, so Martin, you're probably too afraid to drink any of Carlos's liquid. Who knows if he's here to poison you. Uh, but the photographer does not seem to bear any malice. Everything about him suggests that, uh, you know, he's here to do a job, but he also looks frightened. And so you, you feel a little less threatened by him. Um, You're right. I, I suppose. Just, I could have known these people could have been my neighbors. Yeah. I know. I'm sure that's really hard. Listen, it's... We're in a tough spot here, but listen, we got a great group of folks here. I trust every one of you, and I hope that you trust us. We're going to make it home just fine. Did we hear the truck roll up with uh, Alejandra and Gloria? Let's let's bring them back. Um, and you might want to warm them a little bit yeah. uh, if you do hear, because you're going to hear the truck. You know, Martin's truck is not quiet, and there's yeah. not a lot of other... We got the car. Got the truck. Oh. Alejandra's grinding, not finding the gears. So, yeah. <laughs> that might help snap me out of it. <laughs> My truck. My truck. If you, see, you shift clutch. without the shift without the clutch, you can shift faster. See. Alamante, <laughs> there is a massacre over here. What? Three people dead. Five. Five people. Five people dead. Three of them uh, Anglos. Uh, 
two of them natives. Um, It looks like they tore each other apart. What? Like the 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 men men in the the truck. Yeah. So if you're going to come over here, be very, very careful. We don't know where these people are right now. We haven't found anyone other than the dead people. Hmm. Gloria and Alejandra, uh, you've got fresh eyes on the scene. Would you roll spot hit? Yeah. Standard success. Standard fail. <laughs> um, uh, Gloria, you're trying to, you know, uh, calculate who did what to whom, and it's a little unclear. It's such a it was such a melee. Um, but you realize that wh- where the way one of the bodies is lying, there's something underneath it. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, you know, it's an Anglo guy in his late twenties, and his his back, his his torso is bent at a funny angle. And when you lean in for a closer look, there is uh, something under him that looks to be made of green stone. Hmm. First. I'm going to do a sanity check for seeing the horrific scene. And you guys were forewarned, so we'll reduce the penalty a little if you fail. All right. Success. Fail. All right. Why don't you do a 1d3 instead of a 1d4 plus one? We don't need another maniac. One. Right. And what about a success? Success one. 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 Yeah. Uh, Uh, All right. Especially because you're going to probably have to try to move that body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean... I'm going to see if I can roll the body enough in order to access the green object. Understandably. And it is a peculiar item. It's about a foot tall. It's of heavy stone. It weighs a good 10 pounds. Um, Jade. It's it's jade like but it's it seems like it's too heavy and it doesn't quite have the color you'd expect yeah it doesn't right it doesn't have any of that um it's it's in fact you know thoroughly opaque um and it's you know you have to wipe some of the blood off it the uh figure on the left uh, appears to be uh, a female human on top with a lower body of a fish, like a mermaid. Mm-hmm. And the other fish-headed creature is male. Yep, we can see that. Yeah, It also looks like a hybrid between human and, and fish. fish, except it's a head, but the torso looks... Torso and, and pelvic is male, but the legs look like... Yeah, it gets fishy again, doesn't Yeah, it, it gets fishy again. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry, Harry, that, that note, that, that, that thing, that short note that you found in the, in the crate, the dimensions on that, would that be uh, applicable here? Does it look like it was describing this? And do, the, do the do the dimensions seem right? Yeah, it looks like it would fit neatly in that crate. But may I see it, please? Ah, yes, please. Uh, uh, Harry, photograph this uh, as the as the good doctor is holding it and examining it. I'm 
could examine it as an archaeologist, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got 72 out of 75, so I mm. just barely. So you have a okay. thought that gets sort of Mediterranean, and then it, it, but it, it looks somehow older than Minoan or Mycenaean. It, it's, it looks ancient, uh, and it does not suggest a particular culture's artifact that you know. You're this sure is, it's not jade. It doesn't have the right this haft is, at all. This is mm. damn peculiar. And I've the, never seen the any figures de- don't seem Mayan. I've never seen anything like this in the Mayan culture. No. I'd almost say Mediterranean, but hmm. that's preposterous. Well, you think maybe, uh, well, Mediterranean, the, the uh, Spanish, when they, they came through here butchering everyone, maybe they brought it in some weird. But I, Could I've been, been a Spanish a, treasure. Yeah. I've been to a hundred museums. I've never seen anything like this stone. I mean, it looks at first like jade, but it's the wrong color. It's not translucent. It's not like nephrite at all. Its weight is so... It is damn heavy. It's not malachite. Um, This is is a very bizarre find. It's also got some realism to it, which you wouldn't expect from the period at all. Yeah, it doesn't have any of the stylistic... No uh, characteristics that you'd expect from this area, and there's so no writing on it anywhere or glyphs of any kind. There's um, not. Um, can I appraise uh, it? Uh, you can use appraise to see if it's like uh, actually authentic or if it's a forg- forgery made to look old. Sure. Not with that roll, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you right now, it's now. priceless if it's found here. <laughs> My appraise. Oh, I've got a pretty good appraise too. <laughs> hmm. Probably I just see the earmarks of age. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Uh, Brighton. Didn't that note say there was two? Two, two possible jade statues? No, it was right. a, two figures on the statue. Two figures yeah, on two. the statue. Right. Never mind. I'm misremembering. These bodies are bothering me <laughs> which of these people seemed to be in possession of this it was underneath the one of the anglo bodies hmm. um, now have we identified but it's also it, it it the way it was blood spattered looks like it was used as a weapon at some point before oh uh it, before they none, were all done none of the anglos looked to be beaumont um I don't know if any of you would recognize Beaumont. I'm going to check for their wallets. I mean, we're going to want to have their IDs for the government so we can so check their pockets. Uh, yeah, so um, probably a lot of them didn't carry identification away from the Hacienda. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them see. has some paperwork in his pocket that he probably not mindful of, and it includes like, a fishing license from Arkham, Massachusetts. Right. And uh, uh, a name that you don't recognize. Are they all wearing shoes? Uh, they're all wearing shoes. Okay. Uh, wouldn't I probably have some inkling? Because I've probably seen a photograph of he's from Miskatonic. And- well, in fact, with the, now that you're 
like trying to identify these strangers, you realize that the injured fellow, the fellow with a broken leg is substantially older than the three bodies of white people here. So it's quite possible that it's Beaumont that was in the jungle. So Gloria, what's the scoop here? What do you think, uh, with just the facts that we've got here, what do you think happened? Well, I, I think it's quite clear that the, the outsiders have angered the, uh, the village to the point of, of violence that it, the, the outsiders, uh, uh, this, uh, senior Beaumont and his, his crew of people clearly are, are guilty of, uh, atrocities that just drove these people mad. I, we should we should find the uh, villagers and are are you some kind of yellow journalist that just makes shit up and writes it down? Oh no, I, mean, the I evidence, thought you were a legitimate. Evidence uh, is all around us. Uh, the evidence is that yes, these the, villagers, these superstitious villagers, have attacked these university professors while they're trying to unravel the huh. history of this country. Huh. I thought it. I thought it looked like maybe they got in a fight amongst themselves. Maybe fighting over this statue. They abducted him from his home. Yes, they 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 clearly uh, instigated the uh, the villagers into into a fight. And yes, it's we should find the villagers and let them know that uh, that everything is going to be all right, and that we can we can bring peace back to the the village. I like as long story. as you can document it and uh, and uh, write about it in your yellow journal. Uh, it's the 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 papers are are the same color as every other paper. It's no, they're uh, not. Just you don't write the truth. You write sensationalism. This is this is absolute nonsense. It's uh, the evidence is all around you. I shall have a great. Yeah, we deal. must get more and more. I pictures. shall have a great deal to say to the authorities when we return. About right here. Harry, get some pictures of those of those two heroes over there, indicating the uh, the the, the <laughs> natives. Martin, there's a lot more to gather here. A lot more evidence. We just haven't found it. Martin, would you would you um would you try to spot something hidden? Sure. See. Oh, double oh seven. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spy. <laughs> Kill him. The eye so, spy. Well, well, these uh, you know city folk argue about nothing, and you're obviously all in grave danger. You're looking about you warily, uh, and you notice uh, by the stone structure that's also on the edge of the cenote on the other side of the causeway. You notice a a, a, a brilliant blue color by the base of the stone building that you hadn't seen from the causeway side. Bright, bright blue. Something on the lying on the ground. Yes, este. I start walking towards it slowly. I don't, I'm still not fully trusting everybody, so I'm not announcing it as I ordinarily would. Very reasonable. So you've got the shotgun in both hands, ready to swing it around. Uh, and as you walk toward the bright blue, you can you uh, you begin to get the sense of the shape of it. Uh, it's uh, the blues of uh, tropical 
feathers. Uh, and it's a, a, a roughly circular object. It's, it's a headdress. It's a beautiful uh, hat made of, made of feathers. Uh, and as you are getting close enough and can rec you can recognize that there is a figure on the other side of it at the base of the stone structure. Like, like a like a statue figure or a living figure? like a like a, a person resting against the wall in the shadow. Oh, uh, are, are they do they look injured? I'll get a little closer. I'll, I'll lower the shotgun yeah, towards it. Circumvent, circumnavigating toward the edge of the cenote to get a closer look. Um, it's uh, it's another uh, local. It's an older fellow. Hey. Uh, and he's barefoot, and he's bloody, and he's very still. I, everybody, uh, another one, the local. This is the barefoot man, maybe. I hustle Aaron, on over quickly. There. Come, let's go. Yeah, I rush over there with my camera at the ready. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So this guy, uh, he's uh, maybe was maybe in his sixties. Uh, he's got little sparse, scraggly white uh, facial hair, and he's got a significant head injury. Like his head is stove in on one side, uh, and he's dressed traditionally, and he's barefoot, and he's got something uh, rolled up in his in his uh, right hand. The headdress uh, maybe was knocked off of him with mm -hmm. a heavy object. And rolled a little farther out into the sun. So, so with the shotgun in one hand, and I'm like ready to drop my finger to the trigger, I take my other gloved hand and reach out slowly to uh, grab that mm -hmm. from him. All right. It's rolled up in his hands, uh, and you carefully pull it free. Oh, I can translate this. Yeah, you go ahead and read that one. Yes. Ack, 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 God, what is this? This is, this is, look, look at this here. So I, I step back farther and I guess the closest to me would be Harry. Probably. It's, what are these mm. like? Fish people and water creatures from the abyss. I don't know. And then the the figure in the upper right hand corner mm -hmm. is that what the god Chos looks like? Uh, it could be an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, where are you nearby? Yeah, I'm staring at uh, at Gloria with oh, the daggers, doctor, daggers in doctor, my eyes. Come here. I'm probably starting to snap out of this now because this is like totally new and fascinating. What, what is it, what do, make, what do you make of this? Look in the middle. It's just like that statue. How very strange. Um, let me take a look at this. Does it feel old? Yes, very old. The language, I don't recognize the language. It doesn't looking, look like Mayan, does it? It does not. Looking at the dimensions of this paper, 
Mm-hmm. Do the dimensions of the paper seem to jive with the dimensions of the frame that we had found? They do. This was this was presumably among the things that was taken from the hacienda. Mm. Good thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, is, yeah. As Martine asked, is that Chaak? That could that would uh, that could be an acceptable representation of Chaak yeah, on the top right here. And, and as Harry uh, noted, um, in the center image, in the center of the center image, is that like a a, a very small representation of the jade figure, the jade statue that we found as well, mm. with those fish people above it and some sort of giant serpent below as if it was some kind of plug it almost looks like they're under the ocean <laughs> or in the cenote yeah mm, yeah swimming well, that's a cenote i don't want to know what to yeah there. yeah that that looks like it could be a, a, a drawing to represent the cenote the edges and the depth and yeah it looks and like there's a monster then the orange-toothed serpent head in the far left image looks similar to the one in the center bottom image. Right. Well, this is this is a priceless piece of uh, of archaeological find. We need to uh, obviously it was stolen from some museum somewhere. It's been curated and yeah, stolen from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I'm not suggesting we take it from Mexico, miss, but it belongs in a museum in Mexico. Uh-huh. Yes, Good. yes, and finally. The finally same with some... the statue. Yeah. Yes. Huh. So we can surmise that the native, the superstitious natives think that by removing the statue, it's going to let out an evil monster. Um I think I begin to suspect that our our fellow in the truck is actually Professor Beaumont. He's older than all these gentlemen who we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. I think he managed to get away, but uh, was uh, too injured. Something superstition can be a powerful force to drive people to kill. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, religions have caused uh, many, many deaths. That's why we're rightfully trying to uh, wipe them out out of Mexico. I didn't know you were an atheist. How very enlightened of you. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure what more we need to do here other than seek revenge for our fallen comrades. Well, I, I... I think the the natives will will understand and accept any apologies that the white man want to give. That would be, I'm sure, appropriate. Mm. Why don't you go do that? And we'll leave. I'm gonna look at the headdress. Yeah. So look, uh, do I kind of recognize the feathers? I got all right, natural world or. Uh, you know, it's um, it's beautifully handmade. It doesn't have any ancient component that you can tell. Okay. It's you know, kind of the the um, 
the uh, shafts of the feathers have been cunningly woven together, and there's some other, uh, you know, fabric and at the for the circular part of it, mm-hmm. and then it just you know mostly blue colorful. It looks like a looks like somebody's keeping the old ways alive, right? Um, feathers, maybe. but it doesn't look like an archaeological object, and it doesn't have any uh, literal gotcha. symbolic material on it. Okay. And just so my mental picture is clear, the barefoot old man that we just found who has a head injury, it's it's a crushing head injury, not not a oops, I fell down and I have a I have a slight cut on my forehead. Yeah. It, okay. It, some somebody bashed him pretty good. Okay, it's a killing blow. All right. All yeah. Right. Uh, and the, the building against uh, that he's lying in the shadow of is uh, an old stone building that has been uh, used by the uh, archaeologists to house diving equipment. Hmm. Um, so there's a couple of, you know, bell top suits and uh, other paraphernalia uh, in the in the cool shadows inside that old stone structure. Oh, interesting. Well, Senior Navarro, he, you seem to be closest to these people. Based on what we've seen here, especially this image pointing at that center image where it, it looks like the, the jade statue is some kind of cork at the bottom of the cenote. Uh, Senor Navarro, do you... What are your thoughts? Do you think the 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 people want the statue returned to where it belongs, or mm-hmm. I think we should not bring this to a museum, but return it from whence it came. Preposterous! This, this is not good. Take your pictures, take your writings, but this should be returned here. Yes, I am. I agree. I am in agreement. Not going to happen. (laughs) There's no giant monster at the bottom of the cenote held back by a piece of jade or jadeite or whatever it is the size of my hand. You do. You are. I do know that. Please. mm, Yes. Whether you believe it or not, you should respect the traditions of the land. Take your pictures, take your notes. But please, we need to return this to where Yes, this seems very important to the locals. Yes, yes. And this will be uh, a, an excellent conclusion to this, uh, to this uh, uh, piece that I'm, I'm planning on writing is the, the return of the, of the artifact to where it belongs at the mm. bottom of this cenote. Mm. Your romantic nonsense is not going to make it. I'm an archaeologist. I don't put things back. What a ridiculous notion. Gentlemen, who who will who will don the diving gear and, and, and do what's right? What needs I'm to be walking done? back to the car the truck. <laughs> not with the, the, the statue though. I've got them both. I'm going. Uh oh. <laughs> Dr. Hildebrand, he is he is stealing. Don't don't worry, I've got the keys. (laughs) Dr. Hildebrand, a moment, please. Um, 
listen, I understand that in this type of work, uh, usually uh, when artifacts are found, they're long forgotten or abandoned. Uh, these ones aren't. I think there's a good reason to maybe leave them here. I mean, they're still very important to the people who still live here. Yeah. These people have been Roman Catholic for a hundred years. They, they didn't even know about this, I think, until probably the professor showed it to someone and they... That's superstition, man. That is speculation. We, why aren't you people done. part of the, the, the 20th century? I mean, this is ridiculous superstition. But no this expedition, gods are going to reach down from the heavens or up from the cenote and punish us for moving this little statue. That's perhaps just not, preposterous. This expedition could be remembered as uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. Know. I'm a scientist. I'm not a. I'm not some superstitious religious banana. Well, I don't necessarily believe in the spirits and all that, but this could all be remembered as uh, some excellent and soon-to-be-famous uh, scientists uh, discovered um, these artifacts and um, returned them to the people to whom they belong and, and then, unlocked a part of their uh, history they had long forgotten. And uh -huh. then Miss Alejandra Belmonte... And Good. another team of scientists will come here. They'll machine gun all of the natives, take the treasure for themselves, and well, we would build a uh, we'd build a museum out here. It'd be a good work project for the villagers and help modernize the area. Yes, yeah, so if I you mean, build a museum out here, you're certainly not going to leave the statue at the bottom of the cenote. No, oh, of course not. No, and I like the I like I the idea of case. machine gunning the the. Uh, the natives that in their silly religion. I like that idea. I think that we should leave. There's nothing we can I, do here I step any longer. Over to Alejandra and get my keys back. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gracias. There's a, a, a little, uh, a, a sudden small noise uh, followed by the fluttering of many wings and a parcel of birds. Uh, rush out of uh, the jungle nearby and you uh, feel the earth rumbling underneath you again and you know as you're standing around not very far from the edge of the cenote having this argument you hear also I guess uh, of sort of rushing sound uh, oh, a wet rushing sound uh, as if uh, there is a release of uh, a great quantity of air from beneath the water. And it's followed by a strange and horrific smell. Mm. This is just like that guy was saying. And you know, I, it's coming from the cenote? The 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 what the, yeah the noise distinctly came out of the cenote and the, and the the smell is like a wall. <laughs> um, make power rolls, please. Yeah. Oh, also going to stumble away from it because it could be poisonous gas. Oh, zero one. 
Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, you what know, was this for? Power. I'm going to spend, just for ha-has, I'm going to spend the one luck to make it an extreme success. Nice. I failed I by 42 points. Ouch. <laughs> In a similar boat. And I have a loaded shotgun and the car keys. It's going to be fine. nothing because I got a yeah. lit pipe. <laughs> and, and, and Gloria is wearing the blue headdress, by the way. Gloria put on the headdress. It's a little tight on her, but yeah. it does look regal. We'll be all right. Um, so Gloria, at the first scent of the stench, pulled uh, a scarf from her uh, bag and, and, and put her face, put her under her face, uh, sensing... Uh, you know, apprehension, uh, at, you know, with the correlation between what she's heard and said and, uh, and this eruption. Um, Alejandra, likewise, uh, turned, turned and sort of dropped to her knees and covered her face. The rest of you also made gestures, but too late. And uh, the world around you disappears um you are first aware only of a profound agonizing hunger the most painful uh, unbelievable emptiness inside as though you had never known sustenance and your own body is devouring itself and you you know you crouch or fall over in the grips of it. And then, you know, there's a sense like the void within you is expanding uh, in, you know, a, a, a black, cold, vast emptiness that tears from within you. And, it, you know, time has stopped. This goes on and on and on. Uh, and it, the ache, you know, as if, again, you an absolute emptiness was sucking all of your soul through it into a greater emptiness. And again, uh, so, you know, Alejandra and Gloria, you see the three men just like, you know, their faces in terror and pain. Uh, and they, you know, they drop to the ground. And it lasts for 25, 35 seconds. You know, you want to help them, but it's also, they're convulsing a little bit and it's frightening and their eyes are rolling. Uh, Gloria will quickly go to Alejandra, grab her arm and, 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 and get close to her ear and whisper, look at their faces, look at their faces. It's just like that of the dead. We need to get that gun. Need um, to get that statue and, and scroll. You but go for that. There's, yeah. there's not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although the fellows are going to be helpless for a, you know for a bit. I, I would each of the um, sufferers roll luck. Eighty-eight out yeah. of fifty-five. Wow. Big fail. Thumbs are right. Fail. Harry's also. Um, 
uh, uh, Martin, um, you're going to uh, take a hit point of damage. Um, and, you know, when you begin to have a sense of your surroundings, mm-hmm. the first thing you'll be aware of is the taste of blood in your mouth because you've bitten off the tip of your tongue. Uh, it's, it's, you know, try not to swallow it. Um, uh, Harry, uh, you uh, won't be aware right away of the crunching sound, but you've broken your camera uh, in your thrashings on the ground. Um, you know, it might be, you might be able to get the film out without it being exposed and you might be able to change lenses, but something, there's broken glass. Um, uh, and now we're going to, we're going to have a little dice roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, need another die. And Alejandra and I are safely off to the side. You are, you are, you have like, you might, if you try to get the shotgun or the statue or the map, then you'll have to be close to them. Yeah. I'm- I'm I'm wanting to get that shotgun because I'm thinking those other guys killed each other and these guys seem to be going into that red mist. <laughs> Especially Martin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um uh Martin is insensate when you pull the gun out of his hand. He doesn't have any idea that he has a body at that point. So you can retrieve the shotgun and yeah. The two of you can go and sort of mm-hmm. back yourself toward the truck in case you, you know, away from the edge of the cenote and away from the three men. All right. Uh, for Dr. Hildebrand, we will have, um, when you can see the world again around you and you're aware of your surroundings, it's a, you know, it's a bright day. Uh, and, um, you know, you're kind of gradually recognizing the environment you were in before you were in hell. You are overcome with uh, an emotion. You can choose what emotion that is, but you're going to express it and nothing else for a period of time. Uh, well, if it's a reflection of what I've been feeling for the last 15 minutes, it's real anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Britton, uh, you want to kill and kill and kill. Whatever. You, you have just escaped an eternity of eviscerating agony and you don't and you were seeing red you don't have any words you're just in, you were just feel intensely violent uh and uh martin uh you need to get away from this place as thoroughly and quickly as possible no matter what it requires do i i still have my keys then you, you took the keys before the tremor I'm not sure you'd be able to drive a truck. Uh, It's not, you'd have to stop to open the door to get in the, put the keys in 
Okay, I'm just running. I'm running back to the house. Fuck this place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, And his face is bloody. Like when he screams and starts to run, like, you know, the end of his tongue flops onto the grass and blood and spittle is running down his face. Moves so fast, he's blurred. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Harry is going to... um... I'm assuming that he, he can't resist this urge. It's just manifesting. You don't have any thoughts except violence. How you want to okay. deal with that? Harry is going to pounce on Dr. Hildebrandt and start babbling about returning the statue and throwing it into this the cenote and put it back, you bastard, and just leap through the air and land on him. All right. Uh, and Dr. Hildebrandt, you, when you collapsed, you had a statue in one hand and an ancient uh, document right. of the other. And now you're seeing the world again. And the first thing you do is grab for the knife you picked up yeah. at the hacienda. Yeah. All right. So the artifacts are lying on the ground. That's to me. Hildebrandt. And what I'm thinking is if I see Martin, before I see Harry, if I see Martin running for the truck, I'm like, Oh, no, you ain't, you know, and I'm going to get up, but I have to get up still. I haven't done that yet. Well, let's uh, let's let's go by decks then. Which of the three? What are your three? 60, 70. The amazing number of 45. All right. (laughs) And my speed is seven. (laughs) So theoretically, I would catch you if he didn't catch me first. Right, that's about where we're at. You turn, Martin's like staggering past the truck on his way to run, and you are lunging for him, pulling the, pulling the knife out, and then yeah. Harry is upon you. And I think I would just be like clawing at him. I don't think I would have the wherewithal to like reach for a weapon. I think I'm just totally uh, primal, just You basically you. have no forebrain right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we'll just do a, a, a brawl. I'm going to be, get, get off of me, you yellow journalist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I uh, failed my brawl roll. And I assume you're parrying? Yeah, well, I'm parrying with a knife, though. So yeah. it's kind of a fighting back. Um, yeah. I got an 03. So. All right. Uh, I guess, Harry, we should see how your luck is regarding, I mean, Carlos isn't thinking clearly either, so he didn't go for, like to try to get between your ribs. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to take I'm, it on I'm the slashing. arm. Okay. Um, I failed by four. All right. Uh, then it's, then he's going to do full damage. It's just too, you know, you didn't get out of the way. So uh, we've got a. Let's it's, see if he's running. Are we going to do your lunging? Full damage. Can we just say I'm slashing at him? That's what it would be, anyway. It's not full damage when you get an extreme on a fight back, anyway. It's a roll for damage. Oh, that's right. That's correct. Yeah. So Go in ahead. that okay. case, I only do. 24, is that right? It's, no, it's 1D, 1D8 for a machete. Plus damage bonus. I only do four damage. Okay, I'm down to seven. I have seven hit points at the moment now. 
Right. And they're on top of me, so I'm also kind of pinned. Yeah, I'm still clawing, bleeding, gnashing my teeth, trying to bite. Uh, and Martine is halfway back to the crashed truck. Uh, ladies, it's a pity uh, you don't have like a fire hose. Yeah. Uh, does the, the truck has the tools and stuff we brought, like a shovel and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Gloria has had a secret crush on Harry. And so when she sees uh, Dr. Hildebrandt stab him or slash him, she goes, Harry! And she reaches into the truck for something like a shovel that she can use as a big club. Okay. Um, and yes. Uh, where's the camera? The camera is like where Harry dropped it. Okay, I'm going to run for that because I don't want those pictures to get out because they'll look bad for the country. So I want to open it up so they get exposed and (laughs) see my opportunity. (laughs) Cool betrayal. The man's (laughs) struggling and bleeding. (laughs) You're you're doing your duty. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I can't. uh, You know, there's not a lot easier than breaking something open. So... You just start pulling out the film and it's brown. Uh, uh, the two fellows wrestling on the ground aren't going to be able to defend themselves from Gloria. They're not even going to be aware of her. So are you going to try to beam Carlos with the shovel? Can, can I even do that this round? I, I don't know how long it's yeah. going to take me to get it, get over there. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if... We, I don't know if they get another round of combat wanna, between yeah, themselves. You want to keep trying to kill each other? Yeah. Well, she does that. Go All ahead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Harry is going to um, he's going to catch his eye and he's going to see the uh, the fish statue right next to Carlos. Yeah, that's a convenient it object. It's heavy. And bring it down. God. And I'm going to try to bring up my knife. But... All right. Um, I succeeded my brawl. Just a normal success. Ooh, I got an 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carlos. <laughs> like this. Hand hand. <laughs> oh, oh. Amando, Carlos. <laughs> uh, all right. Roll damage. Who's rolling for what? Uh, Carlos, Carlos is going to see how much you. How this, much... this could theoretically be double damage because I hit him and then he drops the statue on my face. <laughs> well, I was thinking about that possibility. Yeah, it's just right over your head. <laughs> I am so sorry, but I got an eight plus my damage bonus, which is two. Oh, so, all right. Oh, I did. I lose it. Oh god. She's gonna chop my head off with that that shovel. All right. So yeah, you've got uh, you know, you're you're there's this moment, Harry, of triumph when you feel the weight and solidity of this thing in your hands, and then it the knife goes in and turns and you lose control of your muscles. Uh and it the statue falls. Carlos, uh 
let's make it a luck roll. To, it's going to hit your head or your chest. It's going to hurt your chest. It's going to really hurt your face. Yeah, I failed that. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, you know, you feel the warmth of his blood running down your wrists and it's really satisfying. And then bunk, uh, you, you know, you, you, the last thing you hear is the crack of your nose. Um, and, you know, it's good night, Irene. I, you're, you know, you're just knocked Probably out. Probably also let go of the knife at the same time. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm lying there unconscious. How much damage, though? It's got to do at least 1d4 in my face. I mean, it's 10 pounds of of hard stone. So Breaks breaks my nose. Yeah, three points of damage. That sounds great. And yeah, immediate unconsciousness, which is probably for the best, because now Gloria can drop the shovel and see if there's any chance for Harry. So I would be at the equivalent of negative three hit points. Yeah, so. it only goes to zero, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gloria, how's your how was your medical and first aid? Uh, well, he, okay, she runs over there and will drop the shovel and and go, oh Harry, and then and then kind of cradle his body and see if I can do anything. Let's uh, let's put one hand on that knife handle that's stuck in him and and. Uh, we, so pushing it in is not the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> pulling it out is not the right in, yeah. answer. Yeah. Leaving it where it is. is the right or, or trying to wiggle it back and forth to get it free. <laughs> like it's in the way it's stuck on something. And there we go. That's his liver. I got to take another sand check. <laughs> you know, Alejandra might, might need to worry about it. Yeah, I think so too. Like, you 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 know you're past the pyramid at this point, Martin. Oh, I, I, I was rolling for myself for my own sanity. Uh, just listening to this. Ninety-eight on my sanity roll there. Okay. It is a fail. <laughs> uh, well, how about how about we do a one d four on one d four people that you have met and knew were human beings are now yeah. broken monsters. And, you know, Gloria's on the ground, like, the blood is just smearing all over her, and she's sobbing. What the crap is going on? That's Harry. It's your face. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's kind of frozen as. So. Uh, um, we, have a, we have a crisis in that. Uh. If no one, well, you have to deal with your immediate casualties, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have keys to the truck that has the ar- archaeologists in the back. Yeah. Because the villager maniac ran away with them. I could try to um, jumpstart it. <laughs> I mean, it's 1925. They're not complicated machines. Right. Yeah. Am I snapping out of it anytime soon? Oh, yeah. Uh that's a good question. Exhaustion would help. Uh, what you know? Let's say. I mean, it's been a few rounds for them, but you've just been trucking, at, and it feels good to get away from that place. It feels like you're leaving that hunger and terror. Uh, 
let's say by the time you get to the pyramid, you sort of, you know, you have no more breath and you fall to a halt. And, uh, and as you're lying in the, in the ground panting, you know, the world starts to make a little more sense again. Hmm. Okay. Right. When, when I catch my breath and things make a little more sense, I, I get up and I, I start going back to them just to try to help get them out of there. But I'm no. not running towards them, though. I'm really winded. Right. No, ever all the run you had in you is gone. So you're staggering back. It's going to be a minute. Uh, certainly, it's not going to take as long for Alejandra to, to force the truck to start. Do you want to do a um, mechanical repair or yep. some parallel? And where's the statue? The statue is on the ground next to Carlos's oh, yeah. bloody face. Okay. And next to me then also. Yeah. Okay. Right, right there. All, both of the important so artifacts are right next to you. I'll spin the five luck to pass. Okay. So the truck coughs into life. Uh, uh, while Alejandro is starting the truck, Gloria, tear-stricken, will gently lay Harry onto the ground and then scoop up I'm assuming it's going to take like both arms and, 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 you know, all the leg strength to, to hoist it. Uh, but pick up this uh, statue and start walking it back to the stone building that has the diving gear. Okay. What's your intention? Donned some guy diving gear and jump into the, uh, uh, cenote with the, uh, with the statue. I look over at it and I was like, Gloria, well, I got it, got it started. <laughs> hey, we're, we're <laughs> it's true that Carlos is not going to be able to interfere for a little while. Um, at least for a little while. Uh, it's a pity Harry can't help. Uh, what do you think about Gloria's plan? I mean, if you, when you realize that, You've start got the truck started, and she's like no longer next to the two men. I uh, Gloria, where'd you go? Uh, the thoughts uh, of the thoughts of dead Harry is just keeping me preoccupied. Where like I feel like Harry died trying to do to defend this objective, and so she's taking it upon herself to complete the objective that Harry died for because mm. she uh. assumed that he was going to do it right. He was going to put on the suit. He was going to do the diving and do this. I'm not very well equipped to do it. So, but in my grief, I'm just being driven by grief to complete that, uh. which Harry was defending. This is Christo. Oh, oh I, but I'm an opportunist, and so uh, I think Carlos is probably dead. He had a 10-pound thing hit him in the face, and if I can get in good with Gloria, we can, I can route the story to make it look good for the government, that how we respected the natives now. <laughs> All right. No, no pictures for proof, so. <laughs> uh, would you both uh, roll ideas for me? Sure. 
Yeah, I'm going to spend the one luck to make it a hard success. Great. I fail. Alejandra, so you're going to have to explain things to Alejandra, uh, who's, who, all of whose calculations are sort of somewhere else. Yeah, I'm right. Um, none of you have used this diving equipment before. Um, no. But it's fortunately pretty primitive stuff. It's not, you know, I mean, it's, there's a way, there's a, a thing you've got to do. There's a, you know, there's a suit that seals and it's got a, 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 a hose that goes into it that attaches to a machine that somebody has to pump to push air into it. And it's really heavy and cumbersome. You know, you've got weighted boots and the, you know, the, the head piece itself is leather and metal and glass and weighs a lot. The headdress will not fit under it. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while you're like figuring out what parts of the suit go together, there's a couple of suits in there and you're sort of piecing it in and there are no instructions. Uh, you, uh, by the time you're most, you've got most of a suit on and, and figured out like roughly how the bell fits on the head, uh, Martin uh, staggers back into the clearing. Martin, you see Carlos Hildebrandt has, is, has rolled onto his side. He's still unconscious, but he's, you know, like he's, he's sort of, he's fetaled a little bit with hands reaching protectively toward his bashed in face. Uh, uh, Harry is just a bloody mess. Um, oh my yeah. God, who attacked these people? And the ladies are uh, engaging in diving equipment. Do I see mentioned. them? Do I see yeah. Alejandra or Gloria? Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they've gotten it near the winch and crane thing that's been okay, mounted. Okay, I call out into, Gloria, Alejandra, Martin, you're, you're back. Are you okay? See, something horrible happened and attacked Harry and Carlos. Yes, I, uh, I lost my mind when that was going down, so I would have known yeah, what happened. Yeah. I go, Be careful! Uh, there's a lunatic on the loose. I I I think we're okay. Yeah, they Where were the lunatics. <laughs> I step <laughs> out from the building and kind of wave <laughs> at him. Dead muerto, Harry. No mas equis, Harry. Yes, see, see, I I, I saw that. <laughs> So, uh, ladies, you're going to tell Martin what happened? Oh, he can, he can see what's happening as Gloria <laughs> steps out in full gear, two thumbs up, holding on to the, uh, cradling the, uh, the statue and is ready to be, in, I guess, hooked up to the crane. And, uh, and, and I've given Alejandra instructions on how to, winch me out and lower me down and get the air going and keep me alive yeah. as I, as I'm going down. That seems like more than a one woman job, but okay. <laughs> Which 
What are they doing? I, I'm kind of talking to myself and talking to Carlos as okay. I'm trying to help Carlos patch back up. I can't believe they left you. You need help. So I'll do medical uh, whatever I can do while they're doing that. Well, The, um, you know, you check on Carlos and he's breathing. He's just, you know, and he's, he's all, he's not even entirely unconscious. He's somewhat like Beaumont was when you found him. Like he's really out of it, but he's not in immediate danger. Uh, and Gloria and Alejandra uh, have realized that it will take one person to operate the winch to lower a suited person into the cenote. And it will take another person to operate the air pump so that uh, Gloria does not suffocate when she goes into the cenote. Martin, come, come do your duty for the, uh, for the government. I need you to work the pump. Oh, for the federales. <laughs> well, as long as Carlos looks like he's not gonna, like he's critically injured. Then I'll I'll rush on over and help. I explain how the can't believe Harry's dead. Harry. So uh, you know, Gloria, you do uh, you do a like a, a suit check, and you feel like you're you know you can like tell that the you know that you're a little puffed up inside the suit, and you can press on it and see that it stays sealed. Uh, and you guys work out a couple of signals. There's uh, there are battery powered lamps inside the stone building with the diving equipment um, because the water is not very clear. Uh, and carefully and slowly, the three of you learn to work together. The winch takes the weight of the suit and Gloria without any trouble at all. Uh, and you know, Alejandra, you lower her in just you know, a few feet and see that like there isn't an eruption of bubbles or anything of the sort. Uh, and she, you know, bring her back up and you, thumbs up, you know, light here, statue here. Uh, and you lower her in. Working the pump, air pump. Gloria, uh, it's eerie down there. You know, it's a deep green. It's, there's no, there are no fish or anything. It's just this even murky water. And you're casting the light around. And indeed, 60, 70 feet under the surface, you can see that there's a perfectly circular area in the center of the cenote that's, you know, marked by a, a groove. And there are other lines, you know, in the silty bottom emanating into a center from that. And the center is, you know, a dinner plate sized depression that looks like it really would take a particular object uh, very comfortably. And so you carefully maneuver your way. And of course, clouds of silt come up in the water and you- Moving in slow motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you place the statue in that depression, uh, 
shimmering light emanates through the grooves in that circular area of the bottom of the cenote. Um, and it's, it's probably a sand check, but it's, but it's a fun fit sand check. And we're, you know, starting to run over. What's crazy is that as you maneuver away from this situation, you know, the cenote is very much like a chimney, the round cylinder thing that goes straight down. But here at, at its base, there are other caves, as Dr. Hildebrand said earlier, um, a lot of these things connect to each other. And you see another source of light. And, you know, again, you've got a window this big, um, but these uh, phosphorescent creatures emerge out of these caves, three of them swimming lively. And they're, you know, they're human-like in shape, but they're not human. And they glow gently like a jellyfish. And they are sort of dancing in the water at, at three points around this circle. And you can feel a vibration from them. And that's the sand check, because they're not, they're not, that's not normal. Oh, I, I failed that one. Okay. I failed that role. Uh, despite the, the fact that they're completely ignoring you and not attacking you in any way, uh, they scare the bejesus out of you. You're probably feeling pretty, pretty, you probably don't have a lot of oxygen in your blood. And, mm -hmm. you know, Harry just died in your arms. <laughs> so it's going to be a 1d6. Oh, I lose six. Okay. Um, would you roll intelligence? You're a smart lady. Uh, I am a very smart lady. <laughs> And that is a standard success. All right. Um, you have to get out of the water immediately. And it's going to take, I guess, we'll, let's do a power check to see whether you just start pulling off the suit in sheer panic. Um, I failed my power roll. All right. So you're going you're gonna to try to take off your suit. Um, oh, it's yeah. It's, yeah. It's gonna get. It's gonna resist a little because of pressure. Um, Alejandro, you can see the line, and actually Martin too. You can see the lines just going crazy, um, and you hear a noise. In addition to that, it's the truck going away. Carlos has gotten up off the ground and is driving away from the cenote. That capitalist pig um <laughs> uh alejandra has your would you roll strength uh roll strength sorry yep god i rolled more 90s <laughs> so that's fair. so you're trying to you're trying to winch her up <laughs> as quickly as possible because she's it's obviously erratic and then you see this eruption of bubbles 
and the winch gets much lighter and uh and then you see part of the suit come out of the water (laughs) just the bell top just the bell on the top and then you see uh gloria shoot up out of the water she's being suspended by a fish man like on the statue uh who's who's you know thrusting her into the air she's like sputtering and not entirely conscious um between you and martin you managed to get uh you know maybe you can the wind the creature will wrap the end of the cable around her so that you can hoist her out of the water uh and then you the three of you sit you know gloria sputtering and wet Alejandra and Martin, you've seen an, an alien creature save your friend's life. And there are no more tremors. So we will leave it there. One dead, uh, one broken, but the world saved. That was awesome. <laughs> I become the crazy scientist who claims that there's a, a, a hidden treasure and uh, yeah they're all like uh yeah, this weird <laughs> scar you got this divot in your forehead for the rest of your life and you're like Aah! yeah a broken yellow journalist yeah <laughs> but you do have a but and and the and the document you still belongs to a museum in mexico city so that's right i'm gonna get anything for it well i'm probably not getting it back immediately because i have to put together another team to go back to teach and it's uh to steal that explore. to steal that rifles <laughs> wow that was cool good so questions do you have a general sense of what we were dealing with so i mean we kind of guessed it he took the statue what would have happened if we had not put back the statue so it was actually, it was the looters that caused this expedition that initially moved the statue. Um, but it's taking a while for the dole to awake. Uh, the sleeping dole, the, the deep ones uh, sealed this area with a spell that would keep the dole from waking thousands and thousands of years ago. Uh, and the looters are the ones that interfered with that. Um, and the... Uh, tremors or the dole, you know, stirring in its slumber, and the noxious gas is a miasma that the dole emits that is extremely destructive to the human mind. The natives, you know, were, were being quite reasonable until they inhaled miasma, and then bad things happened to all parties. And probably um, the Mayans had some sort of relationship with the deep ones that lived in the Quite, yeah. Case. I mean, they did. They knew enough to to have. I mean, that document, of course, is an aklo, but the illustrations right. are clearly uh, indigenous work. So there was, yeah, there was a deep understanding over time. Cool. Long forgotten. Oh. Well played. I, you know, I, I was. We were really until in, if 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 Martine hadn't come back, I don't know how the three of you would have managed with only. Two people trying to return the statue. 
We were. I really thought that Harry and I were going to die together. Pretty close. In each other's arms. (laughs) I I had no intention to to do that. I really wanted to try and talk other people into doing it, but with but with Harry's death, and I just I just made it up. I was like, maybe she actually has a thing for Harry. And then when he died, I was like, well, now she's just is fully mm-hmm. invested in trying to complete this this you know probably one sided imaginary you know uh romance that she had with him and and <laughs> try and complete his last act or whatever his last you know uh thing so i, I thought you were going to pull off the rather uh tropish uh chopping my head off with the shovel like no i i didn't movie. i didn't want to to do anything like that and then which was like i kind of delayed i was like maybe they should fight each other again i'm am i that fast i don't know if i'm that fast yeah <laughs> so then i was like okay good they 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 took each other out i don't have to do anything and and then i you know got distraught over harry and then so i was like oh i'll just take this and I, I was going to just jump into the water and then I was like, oh, there's diving stuff. Maybe I should do the diving stuff. I was like, all right, well, how about we do the diving stuff? So I, I told David, I said, screw this. I can come back later. I'll just leave. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, is the scroll next to me? I'll take the scroll and just fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. It, I, I My character went places that I didn't think she was going to go. So that was yeah. Our players Gloria will included. never know. She'll never know what could have been. It's true. Right. And the world will never thank you. Our players included Daniel Topolis, uh, Stuart Lipley, Keith Craig, John Hook, and myself with David Gasway as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good gaming.